this is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Aerialist podcast, now with Digitent Podcast. How's it going, guys? Hope you're having an amazing week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we get started, wrap your head around Silks. Okay, Silks Level 1 Teacher Training, fully virtual, uh, is going to be April 1st for a month. We're going to do Zoom. We're going to do all video, etc. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited to work with you. And this week is early bird registration. What would you like to say, Bean? Hi. Say hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. Hello. We also have Roll It Out. We do it every Monday and Thursday evening. And, um, with you. Yeah. Yeah. And Bean does it too. And if you sign up right now, you get a free four inch ball. And if you don't have a four inch ball, you need a four inch ball. So, um, you also need a peanut and a foam roller, but that four-inch ball is a free gift. And I would love to, you know, interact with you in in, in person, which would be great. Um, yeah, so check the show notes there. So today we have Christine Peace. She is, she's postpartum. She is a friend of mine. She came on the podcast in her, late in her first or maybe in her second trimester to talk about um, how that was. And, and we're doing a check-in with her. And uh, and her baby won't sleep, very much like Bean. Bean would not. Bean would not sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. It makes the fourth trimester really, really hard, really hard. And uh, we commiserate. We talk about her experience. If you are going through this or have gone through this, you will be right there with us. Um, yeah, can't wait for you guys to hear this. Let's get started. I have to negotiate with my bean because if it's too early, she doesn't want to get out of bed. So I have to do the, like, I'm, I'm in the bed. Oh, is she sleeping still? No. Oh, hi. Hi, cutie. <laughs> She's got a perfectly good little table by my desk. Okay. But she doesn't want to leave the bed yet. So here we are, even though she's sitting up. Okay. She's not even, she's not even, she's not even sleeping. Mm. But it's a negotiation because last time we tried to do this and I didn't, and I was like, no, not in the bed. I had to actually cancel the podcast because she melted into a puddle. Oh no. So you usually don't do it there. You do it. Well, at my desk in the other room. Okay. Like a adult. Right. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> like an adult, Christine. Peace. Okay, so oh I wanted to do a check in because we talked to her in her early second, like second trimester. I was, and now she's she's in the fourth. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just finished the fourth. My baby just turned three months, like two days uh, on the ninth. So what is that? Two days ago. Yeah. So it's so different now that she's three months versus like the beginning. Like, oh, okay. From the fourth. I mean, because she's like aware now and like laughs and stuff. Um, But yeah, the fourth trimester was no joke. I mean, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I had the same. I had the same reaction. Some people have babies who like to sleep 12 hours at night. Um, so Who are not, these not me. people? I know, I know. They they exist. I've spoken to them, but I don't know what that's like. Um, like right so, away? Wow. No way. Not right away. Like they do dream feeds and the baby doesn't even wake up. Yeah. Oh. Some people. Okay. Wow. I know. So, so please, please, please tell. Like. Well. I, no, my baby did not do that. Um, I remember when we first got excited that she slept like 20 minutes. I mean. Oh, man. But it was because she didn't want to be in the bassinet. She didn't want to be That's, swaddled. Yep. She didn't want to yep. be in the crib. She. We have a bassinet in our room, and then we have her room that we plan to transition to her, like her and later that has a crib. We tried everything. And like, honestly, I even had a hard time putting her in the bassinet because the first night we brought her, it just didn't seem right. Like 
she's my baby. Like, of course she doesn't want to be like wrapped up and like thrown off to the side, you know? Yeah. That sounds so brutal, but that's like what it felt like, you know? Okay. So did you struggle the way I did? Because there's this thing called SIDS. Right. This thing that they scare the shit out of you with. Like, oh, if you do this, you're going to get SIDS. If she does this, you're going to get SIDS, this. You're like, okay, literally I'm limited on what I can do. Yeah, a sudden infant death syndrome. And every single practitioner (laughs) drives it down your throat. And because of that, for me, my, well, I'm already prone to anxiety, but my postpartum anxiety went off the scale. Yeah. Because my baby did not want to sleep swaddled by her. Like, she wants to be on top of us. Right. So how did you deal? How did you navigate? So the first night was so awful. And, you know, you're in so much pain also. Like, I don't think we should be taking care of a baby when we are still in diapers. Like, that's crazy. And you're still in so much pain. The first night I kept sitting up. We thought it was going to be so easy because all the books and the videos are like, just swaddle them and then lay them like this and go to sleep. Yeah, no, she hated it. So I just kept picking her up, putting her back in, picking her up. Finally, I picked her up and I like put her in my little nook in the bed and she stopped crying. But then my husband had his anxiety and he was like, you cannot let her sleep on the bed. Right. right. And so we just didn't sleep at all. We didn't sleep at all. She cried. My milk hadn't come in yet. So she was starving. We go to the doctor the next day. And she asked me how I'm doing, and I just start breaking down crying like no other. I was just, it was like therapy. It was not like, let me check on your baby. It was like, let me check on you. <laughs> and um, yeah. she just said, you know, she like gave me formula, but I didn't do formula. I got it. I got a lactose. Um, what are they called again? I always like forget the name. I don't know. A nurse to help me with my lactation lactation consultation consultant yes um and my husband and I just started doing shifts because we were way too anxious to do anything else so then we we supervised her in the docotot which again they say is like not right don't sleep right right Right. but we finally just were like you know what we're gonna do shifts and we're just gonna observe her in the docotot because that's all she would sleep in and like right next to us. So we would put her on the, we have two rooms with two beds. Thank goodness. We, <laughs> so one person would sleep and then the other person would be on the bed with her on the docotot. And we probably did that for like the first six weeks. Oh my God, Christine. Yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't, she wouldn't. And and I napped with her. I finally like napped with her like in my nook. I napped with her on my chest. Um, that was the way she slept the absolute best. Um, and But the rest was just supervised shifts. And then finally we got her to like actually sleep in the bassinet at about like six weeks. But now she's... Um, now she's three months and she's still in the back of the net. And now she's like getting too big. And we're like, no, not another change. We finally got this down. But um, so she is sleeping in there. She is. For how long at a time? Okay. So the longest she's done is six hours. Are you or your husband, somebody's working. Is your husband working? My husband is working, but he works from home. But we have my aunt in town helping us. Because when he went back to work, it was not working. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to call him to like go to the bathroom or like, because I just, we have, there's like so much anxiety put in you. You know, my, know. my nurse was finally like, you can set her down in the docotot and go to the bathroom. Like you can do that. If she cries, she'll be back. But I, I wouldn't even do that at first. I just thought, like, yeah. no way. Yeah. Like, she's going to die. Like, there's so much, like, fear put in us, you know. But then my nurse was like, that's, you know, like, that's only if you leave her in there and, like, go leave for a couple hours. Like, she can be in the docotop for five minutes, you know. Well, and then also, like, the, the 
a lot of the deaths that happen are because somebody's rolling on top of their kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, or because you left like them for an hour or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I, dude, this is so interesting that this conversation is going this way because I, 100%, this was my entire world. And for me, Asa went back to work immediately. He didn't, okay. he went back to, to work the next day. Okay. Oh my God. And my mom and, and my mom and dad only came like, they came right away, like in a couple days and then they went again and then they came back like two months later. Oh my God. So in that space of the first two weeks and then like, there was like six weeks in between. I thought I was gonna, like, I thought I was gonna lose my complete <coughs> shit. And Asa, that word. Sorry, Bean. <laughs> my they, they're not always listening, are they? <laughs> you're not supposed. You're not supposed to be listening to me, huh? Are Are you listening to me all the time? You gotta stop bothering she, me. She's and she's like, don't bother me. You're the one who took your headset off. You go do your own <laughs> thing. My goodness. <laughs> Um, Asa was back at work and his work schedule is he gets up at 4.30, goes to work at 5 and is done by like 2, 2.30. Okay. He would take a nap when he got home, but then because he didn't feel the same way as I did. He did not feel this anxiety about SIDS because he is in a family. He's one of eight kids. He's also not coming from a Caucasian American family. I think the, the like black families, the Asian families, the Hispanic families, we are more inclined to, to sleep in the bed with our sisters and totally. brothers and parents. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody on a pile together. Right. Like there's, there's no way in a family of eight where you have kids and toddlers and infants, you're separate in, in your own bed sleeping like on your back, staring at the ceiling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he didn't get scared by all that and stuff. And then you have to do a million things for that poor little baby to be okay with this. Let me put on this sound. Let me wrap you like this. Let me do this. Let me do this. All these things just for them to be okay. But really, they're not okay. They want, of course, they want to, like, still be by your side. That, that's just my opinion, you know? Oh, it's it's – to me, it's like – I mean – Christine, my kid still wants to be inside of, of me. Of course. Totally. <laughs> like, totally. when she's not having a good time with something, her head is under my shirt and laying on my belly. Oh. She knows where she comes from. Oh. So, like, yeah. So, so like, Asa was not so concerned. So, at the beginning, she would fall asleep on his chest, and I told him, baby, you can't, you can't sleep. Oh, my god. You cannot sleep. So, he would stay up all night with her with her sleeping on his chest and then he would go to work uh you know what we try to do that too but jason would fall asleep because you you're so freaking tired that he would he yeah would fall i mean sleep for like 30 minutes and then you wake up like in a panic like, <gasps> like is my baby alive <laughs> i don't know how yeah. he stayed asleep how he stayed awake because we would do those things. I, that happened to me once, too, where I was laying with her on the bed, and she was sideways. And we were I was just looking at her, and we all of a sudden, I woke up, and it was like an hour had passed. And I was like, <gasps> this, like, insane anxiety. Like, what did I do? Yeah. I, like, almost killed my baby. And it's like, so many people just do that in other cultures, you know? They just... I know, I know. Do you think that you have PPA? Uh, what's that? Postpartum. Uh, postpartum anxiety. Oh my gosh. Of course. It's so much better now though. Okay. It's so much better now. But, um, during the beginning, yes, I had so much anxiety because of everything, all the information that's out there. And, the, you know, you read all these things and you just think it's, you're going to like, okay, I'll just do this and that'll solve the problem. And it yeah. doesn't. And no, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it's like, you know, my, I, I loved my lactation consultant. She helped me a lot. She was like, yeah, of course your baby doesn't want to be swaddled. Like who wants to have their arms tied down by their side, you know? So then she told me that to swaddle her like this, 
you know, with her hands like this, because my baby loved having her hands on her face, just yep. like under her chin, because that's how she was in the womb. And so I started swallowing her like that. And then she told me to read this book about like co-sleeping and not that she recommended it, but that's how I was able to nap with her. And I still do to this day. Sometimes I don't fall asleep, but I let her sleep like that. And it's like my favorite thing ever. I just stare at her and like cry. Cause I'm like, she's just my little angel, you know? But yeah, she helped me a lot. She was like, you, yeah, babies don't want to leave your side. They want to be by you. They think they're still inside of you, you know, like, and I was here just feeling guilty because all I wanted to do was sleep with her. I didn't want to yeah. like yeah. tie her away and like put her in this thing where she just is crying because she feels, I don't know what she's feeling. She just wants to be still with mommy or daddy, you know, or somebody. She wants to be held. Yeah. And uh, so I, I like did everything too, right? I like Shannon Beach um, loaned me that whatever that that swing thing is that like changes rhythm okay and then katie soul these are all the areas <laughs> loan me um that that really big expensive one that you put your baby in you like tie him down the and snoo. it shakes the snoo did that work no oh my i heard it worked no and it puts them to sleep that's the hardest part for me is putting her to sleep because my arms and my back are dying. <laughs> right, right. No, she she hated it. She hated it. She slept in it once. But again, it looks so sterile. It makes sense to me why it didn't work for her. But, you know, Rachel, Rachel Bowman, like she put Evie in that thing and that kid slept like a champ and she was scared when she had to transition exactly. out of it. That's why, yeah. that's why my husband and I won't do it. Cause we were like, let's get the snoo. And then we were like, well, what the hell is going to happen when we have to put her in the crib? And she's used to being freaking shaken. <laughs> well, I mean, for some people it's worth getting that sleep for that first six months. Uh, you know, I talked to my cousin, her, the dad, cousin, his wife, mm. uh, my cousin says, get it. Yeah. And his wife is like, don't the transition's too hard. And he's like, yes, but we slept. Yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, you're the one who goes to work in the morning. So, so like, yeah, yeah. Different experience because you just want to sleep through the night. Right. Whereas your, whereas your wife is thinking about the entire 24 hours because she's at home with the kid. So like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, does it, is it good for them or does it just make them dizzy? I have no idea, but I, I think for some parents, it's like they get to a point where, the, you know, like. You'll do anything to sleep. Well, also, like, you have to weigh the risk, the, the risk benefit analysis. That's what I was doing. Like, after a while, because we were three months, two and a half months in, my PPA was off the charts to the point where I thought I was losing my and mind. And then you good. add the, you add the sleep deprivation to anything and it's complete torture sleep deprivation is the worst thing in the world like it, it is the, it's the reason why like it works on like torture victim uh, on like getting information right. out of people and not only that <laughs> but like sleep deprivation while you're healing i think is insane oh okay so and you had a c-section i'm assuming no no, no i just okay i know i i feel like i'm such a baby i don't even know how no no I just no. had first degree tearing. Okay. But I was in a lot of pain and they send you home with Advil as if I just have a headache or some shit. No, it's a, it's a racket. It's insane. Mm. Like your body yeah. just been yeah. torn apart. And every time I sat up, I wanted to die. And then I think I coughed once and I almost cried. Oh, yeah. Pain. And then yeah. they're like, okay, now here's this baby. Don't Wah! sleep and take care of it and try to feed it even though your milk takes like a few days to come in. Like it's insane. The whole thing is insane. It's like you're being set up to fail. And then they're like, are oh, you yeah. sad? Are you sad? Of course I'm fucking sad. <laughs> Of course I'm sad. What the fuck? Sorry. <laughs> no. This is what we're here for. The real. The real real. So No, I, I feel like American the American system is a full on setup. It's so fucked up. And, and And you only really realize it when you're in it because 
you know, like the reality of how effed up it is, is so real. It's so messed up. And every time I went back to an office visit, this is how I know it's so fucked up. They made me fill out so many questionnaires and they all said, are you having thoughts of hurting yourself? And I'm like, why do they keep asking me this? Like every single questionnaire at the pediatrician, yeah. at my OBGYN, everywhere. It's like, obviously, you know, what we're going through is some serious yeah. shit. Let's like figure something out. Like, you know what I think? I think doulas or nurses or anybody should like have to put in some volunteer hours before they get their certification. Let's do that. And like help new moms for like the first few weeks, especially like while they're healing. Because it's just bonkers. Like, I just people that don't have help. I had my husband. And then when he went back to work, I flew in my aunt from South America because she's, like, an amazing... She's been, like, a just, like, amazing mom forever. And she was like, I'd love to help you. Now she's, you know, grandma. And, um, and I flew her in because I thought I was going to die. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. I, I need to like take a shower. <laughs> but um, so, but yeah. so, so when it comes to like the sleeping, I after a while because I was so sleep de- deprived, I said to myself, the risk of Sid in in my household is now lower than my risk of because I had to bounce the ball to get her to sleep. Okay. I almost fell off the ball a couple times. Because you were so tired. Right. Yeah. In my mind, the risk of us, the risks of that was actually worse than Sid's. Right. At a certain point. Right. Because you're not well enough to take care of her. Correct. Yeah. Like, there were nights, and she got, she got like, um, she got like a really bad cough early on. Mm-hmm. Me? Oh, my God. Yeah, when you were a little bean. When you were like two weeks old, Bean. Why? Uh, it just happened because you were a winter baby. You came out in October. So <laughs> it was the winter months. So did I, did I sneeze? You sneezed and you coughed. I have a video of it because we took a video to share with the pediatrician. Like she was wheezing and stuff. <laughs> I, have, I have a video of me bouncing her and her coughing and wheezing. And the thing is we were bouncer for like two hours or maybe an hour. And then put her down. And she would wake right back up. Oh, my God. So, like, there was one night where I did that three times in a row. And the moment I put her down, because this is when I was like, I can't, she can't sleep with me. She can't sleep with me. She can't sleep with me. And then I would put her, I would put her down and she would wake right back up. And, like, on the third time, I, I, I wanted to, like, I'm just crying, right? Yeah. I'm just crying. I'm just crying. And so we had a futon set up in the other room that like had barely no blankets on it, like one pillow and a blanket. And it was a really firm mattress. Yeah. So what I did, and I had to have my hands on her or else she wouldn't go to sleep. So I took yoga blocks. I'm, I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. There's no book on this. I took, I slept on my side facing her. I put a yoga block in between us. I blocked her in with yoga blocks. I took a yoga block on her back so she would just be on her side because she wanted to be on her side they want to be on their side they don't want to okay or on their chest or on their chest right but I didn't want to put her on her chest so she was on her side I put a yoga block between us I put a yoga block on her other side so she couldn't roll and I put my arm underneath the crook of her neck because she needed a she needed a um like like spooning her but facing her and I would doze off to sleep with her un- with her on my arm, with her blocked in with blocks, and that I felt safe with. Okay, good. The the your arm was probably dying, but you were able to sleep, I'm sure, right? Yes. For how long? I was uh like I would do like a 20 minutes. I mean, by this time it was already in the morning, right? <laughs> So I would, like, do 20 minutes and, like, open my eyes. And then if she's still sleeping, I'd just go back to sleep. Yeah. So after a while, we're, ta- we're talking about, like, a month in, I would, I would do that because Asa was already at work by then. Um, and I would just do it as long as I could. Then there was two nights where he was sick. And, oh, Christine, I forgot this, to mention this part. We weren't living together yet. Oh, my gosh. 
because we were like nine months into our relationship. We're like a year and a half into our relationship. We hadn't moved in yet. And I wanted to move in before the baby came, but we decided not to. Oh, my gosh. We did it after. Yeah. So I was going back and we were driving her back and forth. You mean me? Yeah. We were at my place and we're at his place. It was the worst time of my life. Why and also the best because you're amazing. Me? What, how did, were you able, when were you able to put her okay. in the bassinet or the crib? I want to know that. No, I never. She's never slept apart from us. She's four. Oh, and she still sleeps with you. Yeah, and it's awesome. You know what? I, that's like, the, you know, it's so challenging with your partner as well because there's so many you're both sleep deprived, so you're both insanely crazy and just like, yeah, yeah, and you know, snapping at each other, snap yeah. at each other, and that's really hard. But also, like, he is so anti the co sleeping, and I am like, I cannot wait to co sleep. I just want to co sleep, and my life will be so much easier, and traveling mm-hmm. is easier, and everything is easier. And I have my lactation nurse was even like, "There's this book on co sleeping, just." Just look at it. And, like, so many other cultures do this. Yes. Like, it's, like, it's, like, it's. Every not, other culture. Every other culture. Even Europeans. It's right. not just, it's not just, like, a color of your skin. It's Europe, Europe Europeans. Does it totally. Too. And it's just, like, Western society is, like, you know, more on, like, no. Like, this independence, like, from the womb, which is crazy. And I just. It's so hard. And as a mom, you feel like guilty for wanting to do something that just seems so natural. Right? Yeah. My sister, my sister too, like it was the, her husband was so against it. My, my partner is not against it at all. That's good. Um, yeah. At, at a certain point when I caved, mm-hmm. he was already there. You know, he was, he was like, this feels natural. And because he works so much, sometimes it's the only time during the day that he's with her. Yeah. So um, during the two-and-a-half-year-old stage or two-years-old, 18-month mm-hmm. stage, when all of my friends were sleep-training their kids, um, I felt like, oh, crap, should should we be doing this? But it never, like, I you wanted to. I out. wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, the cry it out. No way. So many. I'll die. So many of my friends were doing that, and for some of them, it totally worked. Mm-hmm. And for half of them, their toddler, as a four or five year old, is now in their bed again. So it, you know, it really like. I I just kind of stopped talking about it because we weren't willing to do that. I love sleeping like at a like I never wanted to sleep co-sleep with my kid previous like before she came and like in the first month I was like oh this is this feels right to me but like that's the thing it's like you have to get through a certain age for it to feel safe right like six months right I don't know I don't know what the I don't know um and everyone every baby's different too like with their size I don't know. I'm I'm at the point where I'm like I can't wait till it's safe because I freaking I love snuggling with my baby. It's the best feeling in the world. Like, but then my I, husband's I, like, yeah, but then they're gonna be a toddler and like kick you and like pee on the bed, and I'm like, oh gosh, like I don't know, you know, it's so hard. I don't know. Well, Bean has incredible consonants, like even better than me at this point. <laughs> I pee a little when I laugh because I, you know, like no. if I don't do the pelvic floor exercises on a regular basis, like right. she, yeah, she's, um, incredible. I mean, we did get like the, um, waterproof mattress pad okay. because there's a couple times that happened, but, but, um, I definitely stopped talking about it. Maybe not on the podcast because it's so insular, the podcast, right. like no one, no one listens to podcasts and calls me and criticizes my choices. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for, for some reason, but and even my girlfriends, they're, they're not going to do that. But, you know, it's, it feels a certain way when everyone's doing a certain thing differently than you. I, I mean, I'm not judging other people. I'm just saying how I feel myself about the situation with my baby. You know, like if yeah, other people, I know. this works for them and their baby sleeps in another room through the night, amazing. That's just not my situation. <laughs> 
you know, like, it's just not, I just, I, I also have like anxiety. I need to like see her and like, I don't know if I, you, there's so many sounds that they make. You're like, are they okay? I know. <laughs> um, tell me if you experienced this because I, I've never slept before Bean. I don't fall asleep before her ever. Um, I can't. No, no, I don't. But you know, the only thing that's working for us right now is my husband and I do shifts because it got to a point where I wasn't as bad as like what you're telling me and what I've heard other women say, but there was one night when I was pumping and I started falling off the chair as I was pumping and he had to like pick me up and put me back on the chair. And then it was like my turn to take her and I grabbed her and I just thought I was going to faint. And I just went back in the room and I started crying hysterically. And I was like, I can't do this. And he was like, you're fine. You're great. Give her to me. Like I, I was like full on having anxiety attacks. So we just had to get shifts. That's the only way it works for him and I, because I need five hours of sleep. I need five hours of sleep at least, or I am going to die. That's just, I'm such a baby with my sleep. I cannot do this whole, like, whatever. I'll just do three hours a day. That's crazy. And I did do that. Some people, some people can, but women statistically need more sleep. Like, and I'm breastfeeding. Like I need, (laughs) I know. No, it's a racket, dude. It's, it's crazy. It's insane. It's like, I didn't get eight hours straight for, I want to say, 20 months straight because when I was still in my third trimester, I couldn't sleep through the night because I had to pee. Okay. And then the fourth trimester was, like, purgatory. Yeah. And then she just, you know, she got better, but then she wouldn't, she would wake up, of course, she needs to eat in the middle they need to eat they're so little but now now that we are out of that and i'm sleeping plenty Mm -hmm. i don't know how i didn't actually die yeah yeah and how women just get like amnesia and don't talk about it i'm like (laughs) i only had one friend one friend out of the many women that i told that i talked to that told me you are gonna cry so much and I was like, what the, why are you telling me that? She was like, you are going to cry the most you ever have. And I was like, why? And I thought she was going to tell me, oh, cause love, whatever. She was like, you're, it's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing. You're going to cry. It's so hard. And she now is the only person I call and I'm like, all right, what's next? <laughs> well, but think about it. The reason why is because she had that experience. Some, some women truly don't have this experience. They have a different experience. Because their kid sleeps. In a bassinet? Like, yes. with them? Like, no, in a bassinet, like the books say. There are plenty of women. Trust me, I know them. I've ta- yeah. I spoke to all of them. Like, there are women who love pregnancy. The baby comes out. They sleep. You're getting sleep. You feel refreshed in the morning. You're not having any symptoms of, of PPD or PPA. Like, it is like Sarah Romanofsky, our friend. Yeah. <clears throat> In, a, in our podcast, she would say, you know, like, I really hate that everyone scares you before but before the baby comes out because really it's not that bad. You know, it's, it's just because Sorry, I'll be right. it's a completely different experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, my, my friends are sleep training their babies and I'm like scared to talk about the fact that I'm not going to do it because I know, I know deep in my heart that like. You can't cry, let them cry it out. Well, because also I have a, if you were to, I mean, I've read a lot about it recently over time. Like I have a high touch baby, not all babies. Like if I were to have a second, Mm -hmm. that, that baby might not be the same and they might want independence from me from like a skin to skin perspective way earlier. She's still not there. She's four. She, that's okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. I just know now on the spectrum, like there are kids that are absolutely not like that. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm amazed that some babies actually just sleep. I thought maybe just some woman can handle the sleep deprivation. That's what no, I No, no one can, no one can handle it. It's it, it, some women, 
some women have the exact same thing that we experience, but they have like their whole family in town. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen, oh, not even real life, but TV shows where like somebody has a baby and like somebody's holding the baby all the time because they have aunties and cousins and moms and dad, you know, and yeah. grandparents there at the, uh, just waiting to like catch the kid. And it's like, um, I, I think this like very, this urban lifestyle we live of like, you move to a city to chase your career goals and you have a partner and it's just you two. Oh man. Like, no, there's a reason why in other cultures, you know, they have like the whole family helping out for the first couple months. That's how it usually is in my culture too. Um, but my mom still works and that's why I flew out my aunt. That's how desperate Chris, I live. Christine, what's your, what's your mix? I'm Peruvian and Caucasian, half Peruvian, half Caucasian. Caucasian so per- yeah. Peruvian families are not that different from Asian families, I'm assuming, with, no, with the kids being born. Yeah, a little bit of Asian and Peruvian as well. Um, but yeah, definitely co-sleeping. Um, and I have quite a bit of friends that told me, oh, yeah, no, I would just sleep with my baby on the bed. And like it was just like this normal thing. Yeah. And um, also my mom thought it was crazy, the whole sleeping on the back thing. <laughs> so then... <laughs> That was challenging because I couldn't let her really watch the baby because she wasn't up to date. And she also thought that everything was just out of, like, just over the top. Right. She just didn't agree with it. Yeah. She was like, this is over the top. Like, why? And even my aunt is like, no, she wants to sleep on her side. And she does. She <laughs> she does want to sleep on her side. She's more comfortable because she was like that in the womb. Or on her tummy, right? And Asian culture, yeah. Only like my dentist is Asian, and he told me that that his wife um, and their family only allowed the baby to sleep on their stomach because they think that the baby will get like a flat head or something if they sleep on their back. And so he just had to accept that, even though he was like, "I was afraid of SIDS, but they only allowed baby to sleep on on its stomach." So. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, um, like what we think we have to do and who knows if it's right or I feel like I feel like somebody out there should be making a product that it's like a trampoline where the baby can sleep and then the actual surface they're laying on is porous and can breathe breathe through. That is what I think should be on the market right now. Okay. Because it bounces because no, because you can, even if you're like nose into it, you could breathe through it. Oh, right. But that's not comfortable you know for them. Is it? I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying like, yeah. if, if I had like a docatot that had like a trampoline bottom that didn't have, that, that she breathable. could be at any, that was breathable. I would have used it in a second. That was off the bed. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there just needs to be breathable and cozy because my baby would not sleep in the bassinet until we put like a blanket and we, and people will probably judge me for this, whatever. But I clipped every single side of that bassinet with this like soft, fluffy blanket. Like I clipped it. So that way, like it can't move or be pulled down just like a lining, like instead of a sheet, right? it's like a right. fluff, like a furry, like a soft furry, you know, and of course we had anxiety at first because we were like, what if she just like turns her face inside of it? And like, I don't know. But now that's like the only way she'll sleep. She, she didn't want to be on the mesh because our bassinet has an infant insert and that infant insert is like this mesh, which it's like, imagine your face on mesh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Would yeah, you yeah, be yeah. comfortable like that? And then she. No, would... you're right. My idea might not work. It might be already out there, and it's not working. No, I'm too. telling you, it just needs to be like, like a cozy, breathable material. It has to be out there. There has to be something. <laughs> there, ha- there has to be. There's everything. Like, like, um, you know those donuts? Yeah. The, not the docatot, the one that's more of a circle. She loved that. And of course, you're not supposed to sleep your children in any of these things. And and all they want to do is sleep in it. Yeah. So I found a swaddle that 
that would swaddle her like it was attached to the thing and it would swaddle her in to the round thing oh yeah that exists we had that and she would be okay for a little bit okay how did you i'm like nervous now because she's about to roll over any day now and i'm like how are we gonna not swaddle her now Oh, so, so she would, cause then we can't do the blanket was, thing anymore, you know, cause she'll have her. Yeah, hand. I was, I was swaddling though. She was okay with swaddling. She just didn't want to be away from me. Okay. But then when she rolled over, you stopped swaddling or no. Oh God. I think I blocked this out. Uh, Sleep deprivation. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Christine, there was a night where Asa was sick. Mm-hmm. And she was in the bed with me, but I had her in a docker top, yoga blocks, everything, mm-hmm. right? And as long as I had my arm underneath her neck, she would sleep. Oh my God. But I your couldn't arm. stand that your position. Your arm was dying, yeah. right? <laughs> it was dying. Yeah. So, Christine, the amount of millimeters of slowness that I was pulling my arm out. <laughs> I pulled it out gently, like over minutes and minutes. And I finally got it out and she's still sleeping. So I was like, I'm winning. And then I smell. She's completely pooed all over herself. Oh my gosh. So you have to wake her up. I didn't. I was like, fuck it. I am dying. Yeah. You thought you were going to die. Oh my gosh. I thought I was going to die. So I slept a little and then I changed her a a little bit after that. But like, (laughs) I didn't have any help. Asa's not home. Yeah. By myself. How did you shower? I mean, it was just not that much a priority. Yeah. But also I would, um, oh, this is what I did because he was at work. I was like, screw this. I just got in the shower with her. I got in the bathtub with her. Okay. And I just gave her a bath and gave myself a bath. Yeah. Oh, my. That's amazing. I, like, have so much respect now for moms and especially women that did it by themselves like I not I mean I wasn't by myself but I was by myself sometimes I would say that you know what I'm saying yeah I still am not by myself sometimes because I I mean I probably could I could but like of course you could it's just not great it's not great yeah but like the time having the help from my husband like putting her to sleep um and now our shifts. Yeah, I never go to sleep before her. Like, I know you were asking me that. But we have shifts, and I am so strict about that. Like, I am pumping no later than, like, 8.30. That way I can be asleep by 9 at night. Because then I can wake up at 3 and be with her. So we, we do the shifts, and um, that has saved my life. But then it makes me nervous. Like, so what? I just can't take over a whole night by myself. I mean, eventually I will, you know? Well, it, you know, when I was in that place, it was so scary because I can't, I couldn't imagine a time where it wouldn't be so hard after it was already so hard. Okay. And then Tanya said to me, trust me, it gets easier. And I was like, I don't believe you. Like, I don't believe you because in the space of time where that hope might help me, it's not going to change. Like it's not going to change the next couple of weeks. Like, you know what I'm saying? What like it that? didn't help me to know it was going to be better in like the long term. You right. know, I have some people that tell me that. And then other people that are like, Oh, just wait till they start crawling. And I'm like, don't tell me that shit. Don't tell me it's going to get harder. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? because it's not hard in the same way you know it's like the way that it's hard right now I mean I'm I'm on board with you that 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 time um most challenging time of my life oh hands down hands down and I broke my leg in half still this is worse oh yeah no this was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life yeah I've never cried so much and there were moments when I just thought I will never eat again with my husband we will never eat at the same time ever again. Like I, I thought that, you know, and then it, it does get better. Like now we can put her in the bassinet for a nap and like watch the monitor and like enjoy some time together. Sometimes it's only 20 minutes, but Hey, I'll take it, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and it, it it's just there's a reason it's called the fourth trimester and I just think the hardest part is that there's all this pressure to do all these things because of what you know I don't know that book happiest baby on the block or something <laughs> but there's like all this pressure to do all these things and some people do them and it's great but if you're not able to do them you just yep feel like you're failing and then you know it's just it's hard your baby wants to be by you at least mine 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 does of course she wants to be held of course she was just inside me you know for 10 yeah. months so I finally once I like let go of that and just like allowed myself to just relax and kind of use my I don't know, my own intuition, like things got better. I'm sorry it's been so hard. Yeah, it's, you know what, it's so, I cannot complain. I have my aunt here. That's how I'm able to be talking to you right now. My husband helps me, like I sleep from nine to two and then I sleep a couple hours. Yeah, but you can still complain. It's still hard. Yeah. Like, like my, my situation was almost comical. Like, it's like, and you don't live together? Yeah. I'm just, like what? I'm just amazed that all these people like survive this, and then they go on and have another no, I child. I'm like, what? I know. <laughs> There's so many ways in which this can be hard, and and you'll either have one or the other, or two or three of them, but not the other five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, I talked to a woman last week. She had terrible mastitis, and you know, the just the. Or if you can't breastfeed and they're not latching, it's just like that. those feelings that come in. Devastating. Sita had that. She couldn't breastfeed after wanting to, you know, really badly. And then, um, you know, the other thing that I just learned of, Christine, there is no ending to how women have to suffer. There's this thing called DEMER, D slash M-E-R, and I never heard of it before. It is dysfunctional something, something, something. And it's when you breastfeed and you, in the letdown moment, it gives you feelings of hopelessness. What? Specifically. Why? In the first five minutes and then it dissipates. So you already feel crazy. And then if you have Deemer, it's a specific, I don't know if it's hormonal, it must be like feeling of like hopelessness, lostness. After breastfeeding? During breastfeeding. Oh. I know. And I've been doing this for three years. I've never heard However of it. many weeks of stories, and I had never heard of it. And then I looked it up, and there's a whole website, and there's all the studies on it. I'm not fucking around, dude. It's, sorry, Bean, sorry, sorry. It's crazy. So like, Imagine having all that and then that. Like, I can't. I can't even imagine. You know what is funny is that, well, that's not at all funny, but I love, love being a woman. And after this, I was like, oh, yeah, we definitely got the shit end of the deal. Like, no, we definitely <laughs> got the shit end of the deal. That's, I never felt that way until now. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Um, what we go through and I, wow, Deemer, that's awful. I, um, I finally started getting like emotional, um, feelings from, from in my boobies. Like now when my baby does something that's so sweet, I, my boobs just start spraying away. Yeah. What bean? Is there bugs? Oh my gosh, that's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's so disgusting. <laughs> her hair looks crazy. Here, come show her your hair because you look crazy right now. No. <gasps> I want to see it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just everywhere. Crazy hair, don't care. I'm never going to show you that. Oh my goodness. Have you, do you watch Game of Thrones? Did you see House of Dragon? I have not seen House of Dragon. No. Okay, one of the themes through the entire show is like women dying in breast in in, in like in like in like labor. <laughs> it's like Oh my gosh. No, it, it's true. I I'm I'm right there with you. Like 
Well, it's because here, let me fix it. And then we're almost finished, okay? And then, and then I actually have another one. Mommy. Oh, I know. Mama's got to work for the money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm absolutely with you. It's like, and then also just um, not just the childbirth, not just the breastfeeding, just the changes that we have to go through, the huge life changes through every stage. And the man just, you know, it's goes to work. Yeah. It's the same. I, I think it's so much easier. He's like right here working. But I'm like, and now I'm okay. But when I didn't have my aunt, I was like, you get to pee whenever you want. You get yep. to like, just go grab a snack whenever you want. Like, it's so much different. Things are better now. She's a lot calmer. I can put her down and she like does independent play and she sits in the swing now and like laughs at things. And so things have definitely gotten better. But for a while there, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't do anything. Like I'm trapped. That's how I felt. Um, and now, now it's definitely like a lot better. And um, watch, I'll probably like get my period soon. <laughs> oh, when that's where I was lucky. Better. I didn't, when things get I didn't get my period for like. But no, I mean, keeping it real. When you asked me to do this, I was like, I'm available to keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants the glossed over version. Like, that's not why you tune into a podcast no. to listen to how and everything's course, so easy all the time. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I only like post my happy moments because I only want to spend time and energy on happy moments. But it was the hardest thing I have done in my life. And she turned three months and I'm like, things are different. I'm so happy. She's more calm. Who knows what will happen next? But, um, yeah, the first, the, the fourth trimester is the hardest thing. I mean, I'm telling you, I want to like find a way for people to volunteer and help mothers who do not have help because it is, I just don't think that we should be like having to be fully responsible for a baby if we are still in diapers, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that the motivation to do this podcast was because that was so hard. Like, I, I think it changes us in a way that you just don't really go back Yeah. in the same way because, you know, you've been put through the fire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, I, does that exist? Do people volunteer and help? Or cause you know, night nurses are so, nurses are so expensive. No, it's so expensive. No, I don't know if there's an organization that is, is for that purpose. Um, and in other countries, like they get nurses, they like, that's just yeah. part of it. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> my friends who are you know, make tons of money. They got night nurses and their lives were very much different. I, the thing with like diagnosed postpartum anxiety is that even when you sleep, you're not really getting no. that you're not really getting relief. Oh, I feel guilty when I'm not with my baby. Mm, okay. I do. I feel guilty when I'm not with her. I'm not comfortable just leaving her with anyone um maybe that will change with time but um the mom guilt is real you know at f when we we got a night nurse one night and that night I was okay and maybe it was because I was so sleep deprived but um no I do I do feel guilty when I'm not with her and um I don't know maybe that maybe that'll change with time but I just feel like I'm supposed to be there. <laughs> so my mom came, she was born October 18th. My mom came the week of Christmas. And the reason why I survived was because she came and she was the only one I was able to sleep. To sleep. Uh -huh. She's the only, like, because Asa wasn't, the, the timing wasn't like he was, you know, around and able. Like she took care of her 100% and I would sleep 
every afternoon for like five hours. You mean for days? That for amazing. days, days and days and days. Yeah. Be- yes, Bean. You. Yeah, because you're probably. I mean, that's not everyone's comfortable, you know, with just having meeting someone and then okay, here's my baby, you know. But listen. You come up in this podcast all the time because you're my kid. She said, don't talk about me. Oh, okay. No more. I don't want no And then more. for me, I went back on Zoloft, which I was on before I was pregnant. Uh-huh. And I've, and I, I, I probably won't ever be off of it. about me. I, I have dosed down. But Stop like, for me, about me, hey, chill. <laughs> She's going to hate this life in the next hour because I've got another one at 10. So I got oh. another recording. Okay. But, um, Christine, when the dust settles, I'm sure I would love to, I would love to hang out with you, but, um, yeah. when the dust settles, which might mean, you know, well into 2024. So. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. But it feels, it feels nice to be able to talk about it. So thank you. And, um, I've, you know, had some nice moms reach out to me and just check in on me. And it's nice to hear everyone's stories. And I have so much respect for all mothers out there. My goodness. Well, it's hard because friends want to come and help. But the thing is, but if you're a mom, then it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's no, I mean, friends, my friends wanted to come and help with the baby, but it just like, not, no one except for my mom really helped. Really, really was able to help. Like, I had friends come over and I could go take a shower and stuff. Um, because, you know, you have your husband there, but during the day I was just by myself. So Mary would come over and bring me lunch, like stuff like that. Yeah. But the, the actual problem of things didn't get solved until my mom was here for, like, two weeks. Okay. So, so um, but you're in a different scenario. I'm I'm glad that things are starting to slowly slant upwards yeah so yeah um they they are they definitely are we can set her down now she's happy I think we're past the gassiness that was challenging and um you know I'm sure there will always be new challenges Uh, you know when my doctor my OBGYN my first visit and I was like it's the hardest thing ever and she was like okay I just want you to know that it doesn't get easier. It just gets <laughs> different. And I was like, why would you say that to me? Well, the thing is, the thing is, is that <gasps> it's not the right thing to say. Be- well, it's not the right thing to say because, like, if you ask me, nothing's been harder than that time. She should have told me that when I was now. Like, now I'm okay. Now I can, you know, be okay and not cry. But, but it always – but it, it – it has to be compared to the experience that you're having. And for me, nothing has been harder than that time. Right. Okay. Nothing. And for other people, everything has been harder than that time because now their kid is a complete Tasmanian devil. Right. Yeah. She also you know, I have a girl. She sits anger. and she colors things. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. People are the worst. <laughs> huh? Yeah, pe- people are the worst. I know. But but things now are are Mom, better and I'm Mom, loving my baby and I don't cry anymore. So things things are good and I have help. So th- things are much better. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. I I really thank you for sharing this because also I even if a woman has this experience, we don't talk to them during it all the details don't like you're, you're not having the same conversation anymore because it's behind you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm really glad that we had it now. Yeah. Because it's the reality of it. And a lot of women out there are going to resonate with this because they're in it. And they're also having people telling them, Oh, it gets so much worse. Uh, like who knows? It's so silly. Yeah. People shouldn't say like, that. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Christine, we'll talk soon. Okay. Have a great day. You too. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> Christine, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing with us. I do think that it is going to resonate with a lot of a lot of the mamas out there because it is not an easy time. Um, and you know, sleep deprivation is pretty much torture. What would you like to say? Hi. <laughs>
Would you like to say, Mom, I'm sorry I didn't sleep when I was a baby. I'm sorry I didn't sleep when I was a baby. <laughs> You're so amazing. I love you. Um, what else is happening? Select level one teacher training. So check it out there. I would love to be your virtual teacher. Roll it out. We, we see each other in person on Zoom. It's a really good time. Somebody said to me last night, uh, that was pain, d- delicious painfulness. Was it delicious and painful? Something like that. Yeah, I know. And then um, if you want to check out the rest of the free resources on my website, it's all there for you. Um, if you would please honor me with the five-star rating and review, it helps so much. If you want to check out Greener Grass, the podcast I do with Kelly McVeigh, we just, um, we just interviewed this woman who did an adolescent wilderness, um, camp because as a teen, she was kind of going the wrong direction. Her parents put her in that and it is wild guys, wild with a W, uh, capital W. All right, my friends, that's it for us today. Over and out. This is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Cells. This is The Expected Hearing List.